0: God bless you, beloved, and welcome to Grateful for Love. This is Regina. We want to begin our study today coming from the book of 1 Corinthians. 1 Corinthians chapter 12, and I want to begin reading at verse 12. And it's under the subheading of one body with many parts. And this is from the Good News Translation. And it says, verse 12, Christ is like a single body, which has many parts. It is still one body, even though it is made up of different parts. 13, in the same way, all of us, whether Jews or Gentiles, whether slaves or free, have been baptized into the one body by the same Spirit, and we have all been given the one Spirit to drink. Then I want to go down to verse 18, and it says, As it is, however, God put every different part in the body just as He wanted it to be. 19. There would not be a body If it were all only one part, 20, as it is, there are many parts, but one body. And then verse 27 says, all of you are Christ's body, and each one is a part of it. So I just ask God to begin to speak through uh, this episode as we share from his heart what he would have us to be able to impart to you. As I thought about this lesson today, it was interesting to note that God is using the Apostle Paul to make an analogy or a comparison between a physical body and then the spiritual body of the body of Christ. And He uses the idea that just as a human body has many parts to it, whether there are eyes or nose or ears, hands, feet, and so on, whether it's a part that can be seen like a foot versus a part that can't be seen like a heart, each part has a part to play, each has a specific purpose, and each makes up this body that we function in as a human body, as one person going to and fro. And so in like Manner then, he talks about how the spiritual body, which is the body of Christ he's referring to, has many parts. Um, There are individual members uh, of the body of Christ. Uh, Their name might be Judy or Regina or John or George but each one who has confessed christ as lord and savior is a part of the body of christ and each one has been given a gift or gifts but all of that is up to god but they're given these gifts are given for the advancement of the body to make the body stronger and better and god expects us and he has designed us to work together. Now, to give you a little backstory of this book of Corinthians, um, I found out that this book was written to the church of Corinth. And this city of Corinth was in the province of Achaia. And one of the notable things about this area was it was a cosmopolitan city. Uh, It had a rich culture, but there also were a lot of religions there. And we have to keep in mind that these books that the Apostle Paul penned or wrote were written to new churches, uh, churches that he either started himself or helped to start or helped to Help them grow, and so because of that, they were coming from areas that were already pagan, and now that they had been introduced to Christ and this new life in Christ, they were still uh, having the influence of these pagan societies around them that were still present because that's where they lived. They were still yet in these cities, although the churches were birthed. In those areas, there were still pagan groups around them. <clears throat> Excuse me. So it just goes to show that he wanted to be sure that they were encouraged and that they were strengthened to be able to stand firm in the faith, even though those religions may be more familiar to you because they may have been, in fact, what you came out of in some cases. But now that you found this new life in Christ and you serve a living God, a true God, the true and living God, that he wanted them to be assured of their faith and to be assured that they made the right choice and then to grow and to learn how to work together in order to help the members of society that were still yet in these pagan uh, religions. And so he was trying to get them strengthened and to help them. Um... I want to also look at uh, the reading of the same verses from uh, the Amplified Bible. And I would encourage you that even though I might be reading only particular parts of this chapter 12, that it would benefit you when you have the time to read the entire chapter and to see how it all fits together. But for the sake of the timing for the episode, I'm only reading these few verses today. So beginning at verse 12, in the Amplified Translation, it says, For just as the body is one, and yet has many parts, and all the parts, though many, form only one body, so it is with Christ. So again, he is making the distinction, or uh, the comparison rather, between a body, a human body, one body, But having many parts, you know, has, you know, uh, arms, legs, feet, mouth, ears, eyes, etc. Although these are all many parts, it is still just one body. That's my body. And so it is in the body of Christ that although there are many members, uh, different individuals who have been saved and who have come uh, to... um, confessed in knowing the Lord Jesus as their Savior and Lord, they make up this one body. And then verse 13 says, for by one Holy Spirit, we were all baptized into one body, spiritually transformed, united together, whether Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one Holy Spirit since the same Holy Spirit fills each life. And so, um, in comparison of the physical body to the spiritual body, the body of Christ, the Holy Spirit is the one who has joined us or placed us, united us together, whether we were Jews or Gentiles. And one translation says Greeks, Uh, the same thing. Slaves are free. We were all um, partakers of the Holy Spirit who unites us, who makes us one, who brings us together in union into the body of Christ. And then verse 18 says, move down here. But now as things really are, God has placed and arranged the parts in the body each one of them just as he willed and saw fit. And the amplified says, with the best balance of function. So God places us, places you and I where we are in the body with the best balance of function. Where we can function the best. And he does that in order for the body to... To be at its best. So it's not just about me or you individually, but that the body can function at its best. And then verse 19 says if they all were a single organ, where would the rest of the body be? 20. But now, as things really are, there are many parts, different limbs and organs, but a single body. And then verse 27 says, Now, you collectively are Christ's body. And individually, you are members of it. Each with his own special purpose and function. So, you get the idea that Paul is really wanting this young church to understand that you make up the body of Christ collectively. But you as a member of the body of Christ, you have your own special function and purpose that God created you for to bring to the body. And so he's really, I believe, wanting to impart and make sure that each person understood that they were important, that they had something that God had placed in them to offer that will benefit the body of Christ as a whole. And so no one should ever look down on someone else for the gift or gifts that one may or may not have. What you do have is important. Not what you don't have. What you do have is important and seek that God would show you how to make the best of what you do have because it's needful and very um uh useful for the body of Christ to be able to share with you in that. Now, I want to look at uh, some cross-references to maybe help uh, better explain um, and give you a clearer understanding of these verses. Again, keeping in mind that Paul, again, is writing to a young church. And so I love how he takes, how Holy Spirit gives him this uh, means of being able to a share about a physical body because the people could understand that it's almost collector kind of like, reminds me of the parables that Jesus would use in the Gospels he would take something that the common people knew and understood in order to give a more profound and um, in-depth lesson on a spiritual basis so uh, let's turn to the book of Romans chapter 12 Romans chapter 12 and verse 5. And it says, So in Christ, we who are many form one body. I want to back up and read verse 3 and then include 4 down to the cross-reference verse of verse 5. Verse 3 begins by saying, For by the grace given me, and this is the NIV translation, For by the grace given me, I say to every one of you, do not think of yourself more highly than you ought, but rather think of yourself with sober judgment in accordance with the measure of faith God has given you, just as each of us has one body with many members, and these members do not all have the same function. Verse 5 which is our cross-reference verse, so in Christ, we who are many form one body and each member belongs to all the others. So we are in this together and we belong to each other because we are part of the body of Christ. My legs belong to the rest of the body of me. My heart belongs to the rest of the body of me my eyes my um, fingers feet toes knees etc all of these parts and even the parts that you can't see my stomach my liver all of these parts belong to the whole body of me of Regina and so each um, has a special function and so it is with Christ. Let's also turn back to verse 27. And this is coming out of First Corinthians. We read it in the totality of our reading, but uh, it refers us back to verse 27 as also a cross-reference. And it says uh, 12 and 27. Now you are the body of Christ, and each one of you is a part of it. Of course, he's speaking to believers. The Corinthian church is a new church of new believers. And so, um, as I mentioned in part of my backstory of this book, they, pride, they, they were proud of themselves in terms of their culture and the riches that was found in such a diverse group of people that lived in this cosmopolitan area of Corinth. But no one in terms of the Corinthian church could value or see themselves as better than anyone else. That each had their value because God valued each of them. And each had a special gift or function that God had placed in them by His Spirit for them to make use of for and in and through the body of Christ in order that it might function properly at its best. Another cross-reference, this coincides with um, the 13th verse of 1 Corinthians 12. I want to look at Ephesians 2 and 18. Ephesians 2 and 18. So this is a cross-reference that links up with our reading of 1 Corinthians 12 and 13. And this cross-reference is Ephesians 2, 2 and 18. So let's turn there. And it says, For through him we both have access to the Father by one Spirit. So it was talking about how the Spirit um, has placed us in the body of Christ. Um, that was what uh, 4th and 13 of First Corinthians was saying, for we were all baptized by one spirit. And so this verse in Ephesians is coinciding with that and saying that, that we have in 2.18 that we have both access to the Father. So because of the Spirit of God, I have as much access to the Father as you have access to the Father. That is, if we're both in the body of Christ, and we're in the body of Christ, if we have confessed Him as our Lord and Savior, and because we made that confession of faith, Holy Spirit placed us in the body, and so He ensures that, He being the Holy Spirit, ensures that we have access to the Father. We all do. So no one has um, the upper hand in getting to the Father sooner than someone else. We all have access to Him. And it's up to me if I uh, make use of that access and approach Him and go to Him. That's on me to do. Then, there's also another uh, cross-reference, Galatians 3 and 28. Galatians 3 and 28, and it reads, There is neither Jew nor Greek, slave nor free, male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And then 29 says, If you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So now keep in mind that Abraham was um, the patriarch out of the Old Testament that God called out. And he birthed a whole nation through him the nation of Israel goes all the way back to Abraham. And so they knew that they were the chosen people that God had called out. And what, unfortunately, some had missed was that God called them out in order that he would use them to evangelize the world. And we see that through the apostles themselves. Uh, particularly through Peter and the Apostle Paul, that they, um, Peter, began, uh, and especially Paul continued in reaching, uh, especially to the Gentile world, those who were non-Jews, with the gospel. So God was not just calling them out, excuse me, just to be uh, their Lord alone. He was wanting to use them to spread the gospel through them to the entire world. And so, um, it says here then that you are all one in Christ Jesus, Jew or Greek, Jew or Gentile. And in fact, you are, if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's seed. Just as if you were born uh, an heir to Abraham, and just as all of what God had promised to Abraham and his uh, his seed is is there for you too, because you are in Christ, and God made that promise to Abraham, and God keeps His promises. Um. Another cross reference we want to look at is, let's go to. Um, this is uh, corresponding to. 1 Corinthians chapter 12 and 27 and there's a cross reference for that verse in Ephesians 1 and 23. So I'm going to turn to Ephesians 1 and 23 and it says which is his body the fullness of him who fills everything in every way so, um, 23 picks up from the end of the verse in 22. Um, and in the NIV verse 22 ends by saying for the church. So the church and then 23 says, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills everything in every way. So as I mentioned in a previous episode that just like Jesus to Christ is the physical embodiment of God in human form. So the church is the complete embodiment of Christ to the world. And so here it is right here in this verse. The church for the church which is his body. The church is the body of Christ and it is the fullness of him. So, we would like to think that each one of us who is confessing Christ is asking the Holy Spirit to help us and to mature us into really being the full expression of Christ in the world. Where we go, where we are. We want that because that's what that's how the verse speaks of us. That's how God sees us and that's what we want to be is what He says that we are, and that is a full expression of Christ to the world. And then I want to find a look at Ephesians 1. I'm sorry, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 12. Ephesians 4, verse 12. And this verse reads, To prepare God's people for works of service, so that the body of Christ may be built up. So, now this verse coincides with the verses in 1 Corinthians 12 that talks about and names some of the particular gifts that I did not uh, read um, in its entirety. So, it talks about in First Corinthians chapter 12 uh, of some of the gifts that have been given uh, in verse 28 where it says apostles, prophets, teachers, Um, and so forth. And that particular verse out of Ephesians 4 and 12 is letting it it be known that these gifts that are mentioned um, that God gives in particular and they're not the only ones but these are the ones that are mentioned in this particular passage. They are to prepare God's people for works of service. So, even those who are gifted in these various areas, um, they're not gifted to be able to say, I'm gifted in this area. They're gifted in order to help prepare the body to serve God in the way that God wants to be served. So, it's for the body. It's for the body to serve well. Uh, Again, to prepare God's people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up. So I want to complete this episode by reading from our Passion Translation beginning at verse 12 and it says just as the human body is one though it has many parts that together form one body so too is Christ for by one spirit we all were immersed And mingled into one single body. And no matter our status, whether we are Jews or non Jews, oppressed or free, we are all privileged to drink deeply of the same Holy Spirit. Verse 18 But God has carefully designed each member and placed it in the body to function as He desires. A diversity is required, for if the body consisted of one single part, there wouldn't be a body at all. So now we see that there are many differing parts and functions, but one body. 27. You are the body of the Anointed One, and each of you is a unique and vital part of it. So I trust and pray, beloved, that these verses have helped to showcase the importance of each member within the body of Christ. Whether you are learned or unlearned, Greek or not, um, Jewish, whether you are, um, whatever your status in life may be, my point in saying that is that God sees us each as being important and needful. So take heart and be encouraged to know that you have a place in the body of Christ. You have been placed in the body of Christ. And God wants to use you as part of his body for his glory and his honor. He wants us to have um, his spirit to lead and God and direct us in order that we might showcase to the world about his love for each of them. God bless you.